Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Coming up on 608 on a Wednesday. It's Mark Aram here. Sad day at the Radio Ranch. As you've heard, Rush Limbaugh has passed on at the age of 70. Chuck, we knew this day was going to come, right, since the announcement in February. And, and uh, behind the scenes, we were getting, uh, you know, dire news on his condition, but uh, still a shock to the system. Uh, Eric did a great job, I think, eulogizing him for the last two hours. And tomorrow at 9 a.m., going to host a, a special Rush Limbaugh tribute roundtable from 9 to 10. It will be me, uh, Eric Erickson, Scott Slade, uh, Eric Von Hessler, Neil Bortz, other luminaries, uh, and we'll just uh, we'll remember the uh, life and times, and most importantly, the career of Rush Limbaugh. Again, uh, if you're just getting in your car, Rush passed away to the age of, uh, at the age of 70 due to his uh, struggle, uh, I guess a year-long struggle with lung cancer. So uh, we'll talk about it later in the show, but I would really want you to tune in tomorrow, 9 to 10. I'm hosting a roundtable, uh, again, with, with all the big names, uh, with Scott Slade, Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, Neil Bortz, and, uh, and some other uh, featured guests. So that's tomorrow, 9 to 10. Set your DVR. There should be a DVR for radio, right? I guess it's just a podcast. I guess that's what podcast yeah. is, yeah. But uh, it'll be it'll be posted in podcast. Uh, but it is Wednesday, and I do want to uh, lighten your mood a little bit. And uh, we start off every Wednesday with the greatest mood lightener that I know. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Oh, yeah. Millennial Match Game, sponsored by our buddies at Rocco's European Garage. Joining us in studio, uh, a stalwart of the WSB Radio family, our buddy and yours, Rachel Perry. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Excellent. Uh, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself, Rach. Uh, my name is Rachel, and <laughs> I am a millennial. And I, where, where are you from originally? Uh, here in Georgia, born and raised. Born and raised in Georgia. Rachel uh, wears many hats at WSB. She will often screen on the Mark Aram Show. She'll often run the board on the Mark Aram Show. What other What are the talents do you do here at the station? Call screen. Everything, whatever, Everything. whatever yeah. people want to do. Anything under the sun, basically. Yeah, Rachel is a, a jail, a Jill of all trades. Um, all right, think about tonight's category. It is uh, TV show theme songs, Rachel. TV Ooh, show okay. theme songs. So think about that while we meet our contestants on the phone. Debbie in Atlanta. Debbie, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Hi, Mark. I am born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm actually in the food service business. Uh, how and, how are you surviving uh, through the pandemic I, in food service? You know, service? It's, it's a difficult, it's difficult. Things appear to be coming back little by little, and uh, hopefully soon we'll be through this. All right, excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, Debbie. You're going to be taking on Lisa. It's an all-female version of uh, Millennial Match Game tonight. Ooh. Lisa, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Lisa, and I live in Madison, and I'm... I work, I'm a director of accounting for a technical firm in Conyers. Beautiful Madison, Georgia. All right. Um, yeah. Millennial Match Game, uh, TV show theme song. Here's the deal, guys. I'm going to play a TV show theme song. You don't have to know what show it is. You just have to guess whether or not Rachel the Millennial will know. Rachel's smart, but when in doubt, I still say the Millennial doesn't know. All right. This one doesn't count. This is just an example. Rachel, what TV show is this theme song from? In West Philadelphia. That's the fridge. 
Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That is the Fresh Prince. All right, so Rachel knows her stuff, guys. So there you go. A little example of how we're going to play the game. Uh, all right, here's the first one. Debbie, you are up first. Will Millennial Rachel know what TV show belongs to this theme song? One of my favorite theme songs, one of my favorite shows. But that's an oldie, Debbie. I don't know. Rachel's kind of young. Will she know what TV show that's from? No, Mark. She will not. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I'd be surprised if you know this, Rachel. Uh, What TV show theme song is this? Get Smart. That is an amazing guess. And very close to actually the Get Smart theme song. But it's The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. Like uh, Low T and Longoria. The Odd Couple. Yeah. Yeah. Now I... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you get the point, Debbie. Good job. That was an amazing guess, though. That was really close. Uh, If I was in a better mood, I would have given that to you. All right. Here we go. Uh, Lisa, will Millennial Rachel know what TV show this theme song is from? of an upbeat instrumental. Uh, What do you think, Lisa? Will she know? No, because I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know it either. So, uh, Rachel, if you get this one, a $100 bill right out of my pocket. Yeah. Jefferson's. That's a good guy. I've never even (laughs) heard of this show, Deborah. She's the Sheriff? You don't know She's the Sheriff? I have never heard of that show. Never heard of that. Jason Byers, have you ever heard of She's the Sheriff? No, we're out for three on that. (laughs) Chuck? Absolutely. Was it about a female sheriff? I'm guessing. Uh, Who played Chrissy in Three's Company? The ditzy blonde. Yes. Uh, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers went on to have her own show. She's the sheriff. It must have been like six episodes because I I have never heard of that. We're unanimous. We've never heard of that. All right, you get a point though. So good job there, Lisa. All right, Debbie, you're up. Uh, Millennial match game continues. Will Millennial Rachel know a TV show featured this famous theme song? Jason, Chuck, and myself are just jamming to this right now. Obviously, this was a fan favorite of ours when we were kids. Uh, but Rachel's uh, younger than uh, than the fellas here. What do you think? Will she know what TV show that's from? No, Mark. Rachel's not going to know this Rachel, one. I'll give you credit if you know this one. Knight Rider. Oh, my God. From oh, downtown. Wow. How do you know that? Uh, enough. I watch enough old TV is that like on Nick and Knight or something? Uh, it used to be. Wow. Holy cow. All right. No point. That is amazing. From amazing to amazing in the sky, you get airborne traffic updates every six minutes. Here's Doug Turnbull. 614 on the Mark Aram Show. Millennial match game continues. Uh, round two begins. What is the score, Deborah Green? And who is up? Uh, we're tied 1 1, and it's Lisa's turn. Lisa, you are up. Millennial match game. Uh, TV show theme song edition of Millennial match game. Rachel Perry, uh, who obviously knows more than about old TV than we thought uh, two minutes ago, will she know what TV show featured this theme song? That's an upbeat ditty. What do you think? Will Melania Rachel know? Uh, how old is she? How old are you, Rachel? 30. 30 zero, 30 years young. Yeah, I think she it's, it's on the cusp right now. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten this. I did. I do remember the show, but I wouldn't have uh, got it. Do you know what show it is, Rachel? That 70s show? <sighs> Not that 70s. No. That's a good guess. Party of Five. 
Party of Five. Who was the main star of Party of Five? Someone, Claire Danes? Was she? No, no, no. Uh, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, all right. The guy from Lost. That guy from Lost. I can't think of his name. Doctor, the doctor on Lost. All right. Uh, So I don't know. Did she get a point? No point there. All right, Debbie, you're up. Uh, Ooh, this is an interesting one. Will Millennial Rachel know what TV show featured this theme song? What do you think? I think Rachel will know this. I think so, too. I think if you knew Knight Rider, you should know this one, Rachel. What is this? This is Saved by the Bell. That is Saved by the Bell. I See, I would not have gotten that. I was, really? Yeah, I was just a little too yeah, old for that. Maybe you just missed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I know of the show, and I know all about it, and the hotties that were on it and all that, but I would not have gotten that one. So, all right, so Debbie gets the point. Uh, ooh, this is an interesting one. I know this one, Lisa. You probably know. I know Chuck and Jason do. But Rachel's young. She's 30 years young. Will she know what TV show featured this theme song? Dare I say even better than the Knight Rider uh, theme song, right? Oh, uh, yeah. This is, I mean. I think it's a little bit better. This is baby-making uh, music right here in the, in yeah. the 80s. Uh, all right, I, I went astray there. I'm sorry. Uh, will Rachel the Millennial know what TV show featured that? Lisa? Oh, no. Do we lose Lisa? Are the phones up? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go, Lisa. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry about that. Yes, yeah, she does. She you, does. Okay. She will know. Uh, Rachel, you want to you hear the beginning again? Yeah, let me hear the beginning again. All right, let's hear the beginning again. Keep playing it. <laughs> Keep playing it. Uh, chips? Oh, my God. You're so oh close. Oh, my God. Magnum P.I. Magnum. That is a great I was, guess, I was, though. It was between chips and mash. I oh. was like, they had that Tom Selleck, to the it. guy that sells reverse mortgages yeah. now. Yeah, he had a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he'd, uh, uh, his, his best friend fly, flew a helicopter, and the other guy owned a bar or something. PC. What did Rick do? Did Rick even have a job on that show, Chuck? He was just those lounging in Hawaii. <laughs> All right, uh, who's up, Debra Green? I'm sorry. It's Debbie Cern. Debbie, will Millennial Rachel know what TV show featured this famous theme song? Now, if she knows, that gave it away right there. But if she, uh, she's only 30, will she know what TV show that theme song is from? What do you think? No, Mark. I don't think she will. It, 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 that last part might have given it away. Did it? Uh, what do you got, Rachel? Welcome to Fantasy Island. Wow. Good oh, job. Wow. How did you know that? Again, Nick at Night. Nick at Night. All right. Uh, real quick, Lisa, before the break, will uh, Millennial Rachel know what TV show featured this famous theme song? No. All right, that was an, that was a strong no. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> what TV no. show is this? Mash. Not Mash. Uh, no. Not even close, actually. What is it? Beverly Hills 90210. Oh. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. There's a guy Dylan looks like Chuck. Yeah, I'm on the show. I'm, 
I wasn't like most kids. I didn't watch Beverly Hills. Yeah, now that one I watched. I loved that show. The, the girls and my, <laughs> we, I mean, that was a appointment television. You had to be caught up on Beverly Hills 90210. Let's get caught up on the score on Millennial Match Game, Deborah Green. We're tied at 2-2. 2-2 Nailbiter Millennial Match Game, as always, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. We'll finish up Millennial Match Game with Rachel in studio. TV show theme song edition of Millennial Match Game continues next on The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the final round of Millennial Match Game, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage on the Mark Aram Show. What is the score, Deborah Green, and Tied who is at up? two-two with Debbie up. All right, Debbie. Uh, TV game, show, TV show theme songs edition of Millennial Match Game. Thirty-year-old millennial Rachel Perry in studio. Will she know a TV show featured this theme song? Very funky. I think she might know this one. I don't want to sway you. What do you think? I don't think so, Mark. All right, Rachel, what TV show is this? Baywatch. <laughs> Close. Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, okay. that was a good it show. Sound, it sounds beachy. It does sound beachy. That was a great guess. All right, it is now Lisa's turn. Lisa, will Millennial Rachel know what TV show featured this theme song? Sounds a little beachy, too. What do you think? Will she know? No, I don't think so. Rachel Perry, what TV show is that? Uh, 70s show. Not 70s show. That is <laughs> Sabrina know. the Teenage Witch. Oh, I I am ashamed. It's okay. It's okay. All right, final score, that. Deborah Green. Final score tied up at 3-3. That's good news, guys, because you're both getting prize packs. So hang on the line. Don't hang I, up. Low T's going to get some info from you. What did they won, uh, What have they won, Deborah Green? You're both getting virtual screening passes to see the Maritrian with Jodie Foster. X. Oh, I love Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Do you know who Jodie Foster is, Rachel? No. Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. Oh, wow. All that good grace is now gone. All right. You did an amazing job, though, Rachel. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Rachel Perry, uh, great. Uh, we're going to have her back on the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> well, gonna, okay. A way to do that. Yeah, we're going to do Millennial Mash Game Tournament of Champions. Uh, we're going to come right back after news, weather, and traffic. Uh, it's, it's Ash Wednesday. We'll talk about Rush Limbaugh. And Tom Jones from Channel 2 Action News is going to join us. Not a lot of folks know this, but the NBA All-Star game is coming to Atlanta. What that means to our fair city. And your calls, of course, 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. 639, 47 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. Coming up in exactly one Hour. Johnny Kilbasa will join us with a fast food review. Just heard Kirk Mellish there. We got a flash flood watch in effect till Friday, which means you need uh, weather and traffic tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade starting at 4.30 a.m. And then stick around at 9. I'm going to be hosting a special tribute roundtable to Rush Limbaugh. If you're just joining us, Rush passed away at the age of 70 today after his year-long battle with Russ, uh, with, uh, Russ cancer. That's a whole different thing with uh, lung cancer. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, I'll be hosting Scott Slade will be with me, Eric Erickson, Neil Bortz, Eric Von Hessler, and assorted other dignitaries. So that's 9 till 10 a.m. tomorrow, and we certainly want to hear from you. Uh, a lot of fun stories to talk about coming up, but I want to touch on this. I don't think people outside of the NBA bubble of fandom know that the uh, NBA All-Star Game is going to be played in Atlanta this year in just a little while. Covering that story and joining us from Channel 2 Action News, our buddy, uh, Tom Jones. How are you, Tom? What's going on, my brother? 
I, 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 I kept. I was talking about this in the newsroom this morning about the NBA All Star Game, and people that aren't NBA fans were like, "Oh, is it really here?" Like, I don't think people know that the NBA All Star Game is going to be here in Atlanta. Well, well, two things. It, it's not officially here yet. For all intents and purposes, it's going to be here. But the NBA is keeping this awfully quiet uh, about it actually being here. We're all making preparations, but they haven't said anything officially. But the mayor has said that she is in talks with the NBA and the Hawks about making sure that this event is as safe as it can be because she's very concerned about uh, it being a super spreader event. I saw your story uh, tonight on Channel 2. It's kind of a dual-edged story, right? Uh, restaurant and club owners, uh, they want this, right? They want to try to get back some of the losses uh, they've incurred during the pandemic. But we're still in the pandemic, and I would imagine – uh, no one here in the city in the government level wants a super spreader event, so kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place on this. Yeah, I mean, you certainly get the mayor's point uh, that uh, all of these people, if you recall in 2003, the city was packed. I mean, it, it, it was difficult to get around because so many people were out. The highways were even packed. So can you imagine that in this environment, and how unsafe, as far as the pandemic is, how unsafe that might be. But you gotta, you got to understand the perspective of these clubs and restaurant and bar owners. They need this revenue. And they make this point. These people are going to come anyway. Georgia is a state that has remained open or been open since last June. Uh, uh, it's been open. Restaurants, bars, and clubs have been open. And they live in states that haven't. So they've been coming here, and they really want to come here for this event. You talk about the 2003 game. Outside of Snowmageddon, that was the worst traffic I've ever seen. It took me oh. four hours to get between Buckhead and Phillips Arena for the All-Star game. It was the worst thing I have ever seen, not snow or ice related. Uh, I don't, I mean, e even if we do have the game, I don't think we'll see a repeat of that. I just don't know how many folks, I don't think that many folks will come here. Uh, to, to. Why to, do you say that? Why do you say that? I, I still think there's some trepidation, Tom, of, of traveling. I don't think, uh, you know, 100% of the folks uh, would would be eager to travel uh, to the NBA All-Star game like they were in 2003. Yeah, I, I don't think to that scale, but I think a lot of people will will come here. And, and like uh, one of the people I interviewed said, they're cooped up and they want to go somewhere. Yeah. And this event, I think a lot of people still will come. No matter what the mayor says, they're going to come. That's a good point. The game's scheduled for Sunday, March 7th. Uh, NBA is being tight-lipped about everything. Do we know if, if they're going to be wherever it's held? We assume it'll be in Atlanta at uh, now State Farm Arena. Uh, is it going to be a full house? Are they doing maximum ticket capacity? Do we have any word on that? From, from my research, there's some speculation. that I mean, Right now, there's a few people, that's a couple of thousand or so people allowed in Hawks games, and they, they're thinking along that scale. They're not, it's not going to be a full stadium. There's just no way... That can happen. The NBA is too cautious, uh, but there could be some fans in there. And and again, Mayor Bottoms is saying, "Don't come." You know, if you if you live yeah, if yeah, you live no. anywhere, don't come because uh, not not just that we're full, but uh, she doesn't want you know a super spreader event. But I, I get the you know the bar restaurant club owners they need that money. They, they they really need this money, and 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 when they get a big event like this, they're depending on those people coming here to spend some money. And so to hear the mayor say, don't come, to them, ah, it, it's tough. And, and as some bar owners told me, that they're safe. They check for temperatures. They keep people social distancing. They think they sit, that the city, the council, 
and business or the business community should be able to get together and work something out where you still can invite people here but be safe. That being said, I'll need two tickets courtside, Tom, so uh, <laughs> do what you can do. Tom Jones is on Twitter, at Tom Jones WSB TV. Always a pleasure, my friend. Keep us posted on the story if you learn anything else, buddy. Certainly a pleasure. Will do, brother. Take All right, care. there you go. Tom Jones from Channel... Did you know that the NBA All-Star game was probably going to be here? I did, but um, I put it in your news thing a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So I, I, you know, it's part of my job. Chuck, I know you... Uh, no, did, idea. no idea. No idea? Jason? Not. No idea. I heard it last night, actually. All right, there you go. Yeah, like I was bringing it up in the newsroom today. Not people in our newsroom, but like uh, peripheral staff. Uh, they're like, really? I was like, yeah. I just If you're not in the NBA bubble, I don't think people know about it. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll uh, take a couple of quick calls on that if you think it's a good idea or a bad idea for Atlanta to host the NBA All-Star Game. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. 653, 47 degrees on Peachtree Street. Uh, a reminder, tomorrow at 9 a.m., I'm going to be hosting a uh, very special roundtable right after Atlanta's morning news as uh, WSB honors Rush Limbaugh. I'll be joined by Scott Slade, Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, Shelly Winter, Neil Bortz, and uh, some other special guests. So that's 9 till 10 a.m. In the meantime, uh, if you want to discuss uh, what Rush has meant to you, you can use our open mic. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, lean on Chuck after the news at seven. We'll, we'll talk more about Rush Limbaugh and his impact, uh, his undeniable impact on this industry. Uh, real quick on the uh, on the All Star Game, uh, it's funny because it came up as a Facebook memory, the 2003 All Star Game, and um, so I had that. That's been that was when the Hawks were on WSB Radio, so I was able to get a press pass and I go. I went to all the events. It was amazing. And uh, I was able to get a couple of tickets from my buddies, and they flew in from out of town. One guy from New York, one guy from L.A. And um, we just lived it up that weekend. It was, I mean, I was young, 18 years ago, is that right? 18 years ago. So I would have yeah. been 29, like the height of my <laughs> partying days. Your and real age. So my buddy, rent, it was so funny, my buddy's now a successful lawyer. Uh, my other buddy rented a limousine for us, which was dumb because well, it was good because we didn't have to drive, <laughs> but no one like we wound up having to walk a mile to the Absolutely. game because the traffic was so bad. Uh, but we didn't have to drive in or park or anything. And I remember taking a picture of my buddy who was just getting out of his second law school, like he went to regular law school and then like some special tax law school, whatever. And he had like four hundred thousand dollars in student debt. And I took a picture of him in the back of the limousine, and I'm like, I'm going to send this to Sally May. And say, <laughs> say, you better collect uh, Gata's money because he is he is spending it on limousines. And uh, anyway, so we get to the game and I got them like Clark Howard seats, like the 400, 500 level seats. Like the, You're still in. Still in. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, but a, a, a well-to-do friend of mine had a bought a suite for his uh, company. So he had a, a and this was before. I don't know. They just were kind of lax. Like you can't do this now. But I, with my press pass, I had access to anywhere, so I could go up to the suites. And I went up to the suites, and I got a couple of suite tickets from people that are already there, went downstairs, gave them to my buddies who had the Clark Howard seats, and they were able to come up and party in the uh, in the luxury box. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. You can't do that anymore. I, I've done that before, too. No. Yeah. Now they have, like, uh, they mark the ticket. They put, you have to have a wristband. It scans it and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I did the same thing in the Super Bowl in 1999. My same buddy uh, for his job, he had a great job. Like he was able to buy these. So he bought a luxury box at the Super Bowl 
And same thing. I bought a scalper ticket. Like the game started for like five minutes into the game, and that's when the tickets really drop. So I was able to get a Super Bowl ticket for like two hundred dollars, um, which was a, a steal back in the day. It still is now. And then I went in, and then we did the old switch ticket switcheroo, and I was able to take that two hundred dollar ticket and parlay it into. That was that story about the uh, the caterer. Yeah. Remember the, the caterer story. Oh, yeah. My last day on radio, I will tell the caterer yes. story. <laughs> I actually told Maya that story the other day. She Did was really? she was disgusted, not with me, but <laughs> yeah, she at be. the event, at the, the at the situation. So, uh, but yeah, that traffic. Uh, it, you weren't here. You guys weren't here yet in two thousand three. I, I lived here. Yeah, you were I was here? already in radio, but I I think I did morning, so I was home and I wasn't coming back into the city. It yeah. was. I, I've never. I mean, I've I've lived through Freaknicks and uh, you know Olympics. the the Olympics. This was the worst traffic I've ever, four hours, Chuck, from Buckhead, like the Barnes & Noble, right, to Phillips Arena was a four, oh, gosh. a four, four hour hours. tour. Yeah. I just. Four. And that was like not even including that we had to get out and walk the last mile because we were going to miss the tip off. That's why you take Marta. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> in hindsight. My buddy spent 70 bucks on a limo. We had, <laughs> we had, we had to use that. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, so. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we're see repeat of that on March seventh here. But uh, Tom Jones seems to think we'll have a lot of folks in town. It's Super Bowl, and that was great. That was great. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're to come back. Uh, we'll talk about Rush Limbaugh, Ash Wednesday, and accidental foods. Plus your calls. Feel free to join us. It's free to join. And then a dollar a month for ninety nine months. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB Talk on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. A good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark here. I'm here. You there. It's 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the number one rated Mark Aram show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Great crew tonight. Deborah Green, uh, the executive producer of the show. Uh, the stoic Skinny Eskimo continues his vacation. Did he rent a cabin or something? He's posting these yeah, pictures. Yeah, he, he went up in the woods and... Gonna live like me for a week. All right, very cool. Uh, so Jason Byers admirably filling in on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck. Low T is screening those calls. Uh, reminder tomorrow. Uh, well, actually through Friday, we've got a flash flood warning here in Metro Atlanta. Kirk Mellish will have the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade starting at 4.30 a.m. And then at 9 a.m., I'm going to host a special roundtable as WSB remembers Rush Limbaugh. In case you're just joining us, uh, the legendary talk host passed away today at the age of 70 after a year-long battle with lung cancer. So tomorrow, 9 to 10, uh, I'll be hosting with Scott Slade Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, Neil Bortz, Shelley Winter, and other assorted dignitaries are going to join us uh, via the phone. Uh, so uh, don't miss that. If you, especially if you're a Rush fan, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good time remembering an amazing career. Uh, full disclosure, Chuck, this is going to shock you. I don't think I've ever. I'm 47 years old. Russ started. Uh, Russ. Rush. I'm so sorry, Rush. Russ. I, that's, I'm so so sorry. That I mean, is not how. Two uh, that's not how. Yeah, different categories. Uh, so his syndicated show started in 1988, and I don't think I've ever once heard more than five minutes of his show, for a number of reasons. One, um, I wasn't really into political talk uh, in 1988 or for any time. Uh, and then when I started getting into political talk, I, I sleep from noon to three, right? I work morning drives. And even when I did, I remember interviewing uh, Vin Scully. We all know who Vin Scully is, the legendary voice of the 
Los Angeles Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers. And I remember when uh, we were doing the Braves pregame show, I got to interview Vince Scully, and it was like, what an honor. And I asked him, I was like, hey, do you, because at that time we had uh, Skip Carey, Pete Van Weren, Don Sutton, and Joe Simpson as our broadcasting, which was an amazing team. I said, uh, do you ever get a chance to listen to our guys? Because they're really good. And Vince Scully said that a line that will stick with me forever. He goes, I don't listen to any other broadcasts because I don't want to water my wine. And I was like, wow. So basically, he didn't want to listen to anyone else do baseball lest he develop their habits or subconsciously uh, steal some of their. So he's like, I don't listen to anyone else. Uh, I don't want I don't want to water my wine. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm not listening to talk radio. That Vince Scully says it. I'm not doing it. So I never listen to him. Like I'll listen to uh, Erickson coming in. Sure. And I'll listen five to minutes yeah, here, five uh, minutes yeah. But I, but mostly I'm sports talk radio or hip hop. Right. That's it. That's not going to water my wine. Um, sports talk that you know whatever. That's not going to impact how I do my show. Hip hop will impact because I'll be like, "Hey, Longoria, let's add this to the right. the playlist." Uh, but I've never, I never really listened to Rush Limbaugh. Uh, but I, so I can't comment on uh, obviously a very polarizing individual. But I, I can say that I can't comment on the content of his show because I didn't hear it really ever. Um, but I know that without a Rush Limbaugh, I'm not doing this job right now. I'm still working at a bowling alley probably uh, in Poughkeepsie, New York, right? Because. Rush uh, single-handedly propped up AM radio for a long time, and without him, I, I don't. I really don't think maybe I'd still be doing radio, but it would. I wouldn't be doing a talk show, um, and and the AM signal. I mean, just the the whole thing. Even though he wasn't on WSB till was it? What did they say? Two thousand eleven. Yeah. It, Somewhere in the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, but the trajectory of WSB radio from ninety one to two thousand eleven wouldn't have been the same without a Rush Limbaugh in the industry. So. I mean, I tip my hat to him because he didn't know it, but he's provided me a career. He he was, uh, you know, the the strongest voice in talk radio, 600 affiliates, um, and he, he literally saved AM radio. So for that, I thank you, Rush. Uh, and I that I really don't, I can't comment on his show. I didn't get to listen to it. I'm assuming Chuck in Missouri, Montana, you were a big uh, ditto head listening Everywhere, to Rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to have to go work with my grandfather. He had a construction company. Um, moving dirt with like cat equipment, uh-huh. hosers, scrapers, stuff like that. And we always had to break. So it's Mon- it's Montana time, mountain okay. time. Sorry, Montana time, mountain time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we always had to take our coffee break right at 10 a.m. because that's when Rush started. Oh, so sorry, and 10 a.m. And you always wanted to hear the fif- first 15 minutes. So yeah. like right when he went national in 88, the second you could pick that signal up, yeah. there's only like 200 stations nationwide. Yeah. Now there's thousands. Um. We always took our break at, at 10 so we could get the opening monologue, and then we always took lunch at noon so he could listen to Paul Harvey and listen to The Last I Hour Rush. I still listen to Paul Harvey all the time, yep. yeah. So you get Paul Harvey and The Last Hour Rush. So like I grew up from the time I was, what, that's 88, so I'd have been 10. So that's a win-win for you. Not only did you get to hear Rush, but you don't like to work, so you got a coffee no, break no, at 10, absolutely. and then you got a lunch break. So. He worked with my grandfather. <laughs> Believe me, those breaks were precious. Yeah, I could imagine. Uh, so did, did he have any impact on, on you deciding to get into radio? Uh, not really. Um, it was mostly into politics. I, yeah. I, I got away from it and, and for a long time and then uh, came back to it and—, and He's a big reason that I got into it from the political side, not so much the radio side. Hold that thought, Chuck. We have a traffic red alert to the 24-hour traffic center. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Doug, geez, Louise. 
calling Rush Russ, and I'm calling you Doug. That's Alex Williams. He does not know food, but he knows red alerts. We'll get back to you in just a couple of minutes. Uh, so I, I lost my train of thought with you, Chuck. Well, I, was, I was just I was just saying he, I, he got me into politics. politics gotcha. Not so much. It was years later that I got interested in radio. Um, but he always tells that story about how he did it, and I was like, well. He stumbled into it, and he was baseball. Yeah, and yeah. He got fired a bunch of times. Believe me, the track record is the same. <laughs> similar, similar. So I just, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was there was part of it, I guess, that I thought, well, if he could do it, maybe I could. What so. I think the one thing again, I, 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 I'm, I regret not really listening to him. I just, it was just the way my life unwound. I just didn't listen to him. Um, but I think what from from hearing all of the uh, remembrances, what separated him from a lot of other talk shows that are are really politically. Uh, entrenched is that he knew. Uh, I think one of the guys during the newscast said it. Uh, he was an entertainer first, yeah, right? Yeah, that's he, what people forget is that this is entertainment, right? And he wanted, and obviously he was a great entertainer if he kept his audience for that long and grew it that much. Uh, so uh, good stuff. And I know Eric knew him personally. Did you ever get to meet him? I never did. Only only got to see text and email exchanges. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, unfortunately, never did. All right, so there you go. Uh, again, tomorrow, 9 to 10 a.m., I'll be hosting a special Rush Limbaugh uh, remembrance. Again, I, I will just be the moderator. I'm going to throw it to Erickson. He can tell stories. Scott Slade. Neil Bortz was inducted in the National Radio Hall of Fame by Rush Limbaugh. We'll talk to him about that. Shelly Winter and some other guests. So that's don't, don't miss this tomorrow morning, 9 to 10 a.m. here on WSB Radio. Uh, Christopher is in Canton, Georgia. Christopher, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Excellent. What's going on, Christopher? Not a much. I heard y'all talking about uh, special seats uh, at, at, at special games. Yes. Um, I, just, I just wanted to, to say that uh, when they built the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, um, I've, I've commissioned all of the speakers there at that stadium. And on the opening night, um, I was able to bring my wife in with my construction badge and say that she was my uh, – what was it? Uh, she was she was she was my construction manager and you know inspector, and they led us down onto the field and into the, like the the player level and everything else. It was just amazing. That's that's a pretty good uh, scam you had there. <laughs> well, I you know I, I wouldn't even call it a scam because you know I mean I definitely was checking on stuff, but I didn't think they were going to let my my wife in. But you know. All I had to do is flash that badge, and they, you know, it's just much like how how you flash your uh, your uh, press badge. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, that's a scam. It, it's, a, it's a scam. So. It's so funny when I was out at uh, going back to the 1999 Super Bowl, uh, seeing how many people tried to scam. Like I was waiting for t- to buy tickets for the price to come down to something affordable, and people. Um, going up there with fake tickets or one guy, like a pizza delivery guy was like, I'm here to deliver pizzas to, uh, and the security guard was like, what? <laughs> no, great. like get out of here. You know, it was like, there were so many scamsters just trying to get into the game. I know a scam that, that guy just pulled a scam with his, uh, yeah, here, here's, definitely. here's one thing, not meaning to talk about this at all, but you ever been to a baseball game? And I don't know if you do this, Chuck or Deborah or, or uh, Jason Byers. So I scanned my way into the press box or the uh, luxury suite, but I've never had the balls to uh, cojones. Can I say, yeah, the cojones to like take, go from the Clark Howard seats and try to like sneak in to like the 100 level seats. Oh, yeah, I can't. An empty seat. I've never been able to no. do that. Have I've you, done it. I, I, really? I just, it, to I me, it'd be too embarrassing yeah. when you get snagged. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, you're in the wrong seat, buddy. Like, I just, I would be mortified. 
it was uh, it was a Braves game, and they were playing the Brewers, and there was like an hour and a half rain delay, and yeah. everybody left, and we just kept moving forward. No yeah. one said anything. We'd move another section down. I guess that's, you know, that'd be acceptable, I yeah, guess. We were right at the uh, dugout on third baseline. It was awesome. I'm, I think mine is based in trauma. When I was 10 years old, we were at a Celtics-Nuggets game in Denver, yeah. and my dad drug me down courtside while the, and the bird was still playing at the time yeah. to try to get his autograph. And I'm 10, and I know that this is a bad idea. <laughs> and he drug me down there, yeah. and man, did we get snatched up and hauled oh, off? Really? They were going to boot us. Yes. So that's another reason. Well, I a, just a cute 10 year old kid is just as good as a press pass sometimes. Yeah. Well, like, not hey. this, not in this case. Yeah. No. Uh, I went to uh, two years ago. Uh, I went to San Francisco to see the Yankees play the Giants, and uh, Maya and I got second row seats behind the dugout, and um, there was someone sitting in the front row right in front of us. And he was heckling, he was a Giants fan, he was heckling the uh, Yankees player who was on the on-deck circle. He's like, you're going to strike out, man. I bet you 20 bucks you strike out, you're next, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy, like, the guy actually was like, all right, bet. Like, he answered him. He's like, because you're that close. And then dude gets up and he laces a double. And then, like, half inning later, the, the rightful owners of those seats came down. And he wasn't even supposed to be sitting there. He's talking oh, all this wow. junk and he wasn't even supposed to be sitting there. It was bad. And then it was Gio Urshela, and he comes back his next step out, and the deck circuit is like, where's the, 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 where's uh, the D-bag guy? that was yelling at me? I'm like, I'm like, dude, it wasn't even his seat. You're never getting that 20 bucks. He lost the bet, and he took off. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll come back. Uh, I guess we're wide open tonight. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Seven twenty-five, Mark Aram and folks with you till eight in the PM. 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. William joins us in uh, beautiful Brazelton, Georgia. What's going on, William? Hey, hey. I just uh, had a quick story for you about the uh, seats for the sporting events. Okay. So uh, my wife and I went to the SEC championship uh, one of the last years before the dome got imploded with uh, Florida and Alabama. And uh, scalped some tickets or bought some off of a guy outside, went up to the door, and they were fake. Oh, um, no. Yeah, a person at the door looked at us and said, uh, so you got $100 on you? And uh, we're like, no. Uh, then they said, what about 20 We said, we're not giving you money. And uh, finally let us in the door. So I know that's a big security issue, but let us in the door, even though we didn't have tickets. And uh, finally, after walking around the dome, didn't know what to do, finally fessed up to an usher that we didn't know what we were supposed to do because they let us in. We didn't have tickets. And uh, they hooked us up on 50-yard line, like two seats on the lower level and got to see the whole game. That's amazing. Do you know what I miss? I miss the old paper tickets. Like, I don't know if you've gone to a game recently. It's all digital now. I've got a whole box. I'm sure you do too, Deborah. Of oh, concert, concert tickets. tickets yeah. yeah, like ticket stubs. Yeah. There's there there's like a big market for uh, for graded ticket stubs. Um, the I know someone that just bought a ticket. Remember the the fight Mike Tyson Buster Douglas in Japan. I know a guy Darren Ravel. He's been on the show a bunch of time. He just uh, he paid ten thousand dollars for a ticket stub. Wow. From that fight because you know it was in Japan wow. and no one kept them. Um, as a, you know, but if it happened here, more people would have would have saved them as. But I, that's what I miss is the, the actual ticket stubs. Uh, Dave's in Buford, Georgia. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I know you're uh, talking mostly about sporting stuff, but uh, back in '95, I was in uh, Nashville with my brother and his wife, and me and my girlfriend, and we uh, they were having the Grand Ole Opry was having their Christmas special. They were recording it. And they had like every star there. There was uh, Garth Brooks, Faith Hill, 
Porter Wagner, Gene Autry. I mean, the list went Huge, on and yeah. on. And my brother said, let's go to that. And it's like, dude, that's been sold out for weeks, months. What did you, Real and, quick, no, what no. did you do? Well, anyway, he he did some fast talking, got us in, not only got us into standing room, but then got us backstage. And we were hanging out. Oh, with my Scott. God. Who was Who is this, your buddy or your brother? My brother. He was a, a sports anchor in Memphis. Well, listen, you better give him a nice Christmas present because that's amazing. Get you in the door and backstage? That's a Deborah Green move right there. Uh, we'll come back more of your calls plus Johnny Kilbasa. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Andrew Garfield, and you are listening to the Mark Aram Show. We're not doing this song anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jason. You didn't get the memo. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's fine. That'll work. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, Longoria off. Jason Byers. Longoria should have told you that. That's a, that's a his fault, not a your fault. Uh, 7.36.24 in front of 8 o'clock. A flash flood warning for all of North Georgia till Friday. Kirk Mellish will have the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. And then 9 to 10, I'll be hosting a roundtable remembering Rush Limbaugh. Scott Slade, Neil Bortz, Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, Shelly Winter, 9 till 10 a.m. tomorrow here on your home of the Rush Limbaugh Show, 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Johnny Kilbasa coming up in just a second, but our uh, old pal of the show, Bill and Buckhead, joins us. Bill, how have you been? I'm okay for an old guy. <laughs> Did you get your uh, vaccination shot yet? No, I'm thinking on it. Uh uh, you know, I have a story, but I won't go into it. When I first encountered Rush Limbaugh, I was working at a mail room at an insurance company, and I brought in a portable radio, and I thought, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's this pompous guy? But And, and uh, let me say this. I, I'm an avowed independent. I so wish that this country could come to terms with meeting back towards the center, because if we don't, and even back when Limbaugh was hot, I so wished that there was a counterpart in AM radio from the other side. Yeah, you know, liberal liberal talk and radio never, never really took off. No, uh, yeah. uh, there's but, a, there's a number. There's been like studies on that why it never happened. Uh, but well, yeah, they never. I'm not even sure I want to know about well, that. But you know what? There's I mean, not that just there wasn't just another. You know, there wasn't a liberal Limbaugh. There wasn't another Limbaugh. I mean, there's there's been nothing close to Rush Limbaugh and his impact he, on radio. He was a force, but people, if we do not figure this out, and I'm a, I'm, a, I, I wish we could get a third party started, it's just to even stir things up. I have sources that tell me that Eric Erickson is thinking about starting a third party. <laughs> Your sources are poor. Call, no, no, it's called the Omaha Steak Party. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, right. the platform is, it's not. Oh, there you go. He's right. not getting rid of uh, of college student loans. He is giving away bacon wrap fillets. Yes. So that I mean, who An doesn't who, who landslide? Would, yeah. I mean, except <laughs> Peter would be against him, but stated. you know, on the vegan vote, he'd lose. But uh, the Erickson Omaha Steak Party, like bacon wrap fillets for all. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the fast food review. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts un- unknown, weight unknown. Height unknown. I don't even know what I'm saying here. It's Johnny Kilbasa in the ever so popular <laughs> fast food review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Speaking of parts unknown, let's go to outer space. Johnny K. 
Where are we, where are we going in outer space, Johnny K? And what's the purpose of our trip? Tomorrow, at about 12,000 miles per hour, the Perseverance rover is going to hit Mars, everybody, and it's going to go flying into the atmosphere at about that speed. It's going to throw out a, the biggest parachute ever, and it's going to glide on down into an ancient lake bed to see if there's ancient fossils on Mars. That's Why does big. that have to do with the fast food review, you might ask? I am asking that. Krispy Kreme, our buddies down there, Krispy Kreme. I hope everything's going well with the rebuild. The Mars Donut, available tomorrow, what? only tomorrow, the 18th. This is going to be a commemorative donut for the Perseverance touching down on Mars. Mark, it's going to be chocolate-filled donut okay. dipped in caramel. Ooh. And then it's going to have like a red swirl around it. Dang. And then they're just going to throw a little chocolate cookie crumbs on there just for good measure. I, it kind of looks like Oreo, but they're not going to say it's Oreo. So good chocolate cream filled donut. Look at that. That's yeah. fantastic. Now, my, my Krispy Kreme burnt down. Deborah, is there a Krispy Kreme that you pass on your way in? Not on the way in, no. Actually, I'm not going to tempt you during Lent to get us a, a I mean, it's not like donuts. I would eat it. Yeah, that's true. You know, I don't eat donuts. Yeah, that sounds, oh, that good for Krispy Kreme. That's fantastic. Uh, paying homage to the space program. You don't, you don't expect that in a, in a donut joint. Yeah, get ready to hear the word astrobiology a lot coming up in the next few months. All right, very good. Johnny, uh, is there anything else you have fast food-wise? Because I, I want to keep you on for uh, an amazing list that Deborah just came up with. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead, Deb. All right, these are foods that were invented by mistake, Johnny K. This is an amazing—I I don't know. Where did you even get this list, Deborah? So uh, every day I have an alert sent for foods, okay. food news, it's yeah. basically. And just I look for the weirdest ones knowing, yeah. oh, they'll probably talk about that. This is amazing. So these are these are dishes, Chuck, that were made by accident, right? Uh, we'll start off with buffalo wings. Right. Buffalo That's wings were good. made by accident. And the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York in 1964, this is an amazing origin story. They talk about origin stories for, like, superheroes. Uh, Teresa Bellis- Bellissimo Meant to order chicken necks, but instead received a shipment of wings and so thought up a new dish to avoid wasting them. So if she didn't get the wings instead of the chicken necks, I don't know why she's ordering chicken Save necks. the neck for me, Clark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that's amazing. And the Anchor Bar, I've been to the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Duff's actually has better wings in Buffalo than uh, the Anchor Bar. So just uh, well, She invented them, and then someone else found a way to improve. Yeah, so there you go. Chocolate brownies, an invented food by accident, Johnny K. Uh, mm-hmm. Your ex, Mildred Brown Schrumpf, <laughs> in uh, Bangor, Maine, was, no, baking, a great run. was baking a chocolate cake, and it deflated. And that's it. That's how we get brownies. That makes sense, too. It does make sense. Uh, champagne, Chuck's favorite drink, was once considered the result of Shoddy winemaking. In fact, 17th century winemakers spent a lot of time trying to get the bubbles out of the fizzy drink. Uh, Johnny, are you a cornflakes guy? Are you a Kellogg's cornflakes guy at all? I like breading chicken with cornflakes. There you go. Uh, Kellogg's was attempting to make granola, uh, and they accidentally flaked wheat berry, then experimented with corn and realized they were onto something, and that's how they accidentally invented cornflakes. Uh, blue cheese. I actually like blue cheese. I know it's... Dis- I like a little bit. Not yeah, a I'm a fan of blue cheese, especially on it's wings. got that funk. Uh, this is hilarious, Johnny. A drunken cheesemaker <laughs> left behind a half-eaten loaf of bread on, in a cheese cave. On returning, he discovered the moldy bread had transferred, uh, transferred to the cheese, turning it blue. That, but uh, that's fine. But then he had the uh, cojones to eat it. 
Maybe he was just really hungry. He's like, eh. Or he gave it to his it. buddy. Like, try it. Yeah, wasn't it. penicillin kind of the same thing? Yeah, with an orange, I guess. Uh, the TV dinner was uh, a food invented by mistake. Mm. Swanson Foods made a royal business blunder that left it with 5,200,000 pounds of excess turkey after Thanksgiving <laughs> in 1953. Annoyed bosses requested staff think up a way to avoid wasting it and a ready meal that looked like the TV was the answer. God bless that mistake. Yeah, TV dinners are phenomenal. Chuck, do you, as a married guy now, do you even get any TV dinners anymore? No, man, I miss it. <laughs> uh, the missus has to be out of town. All right, uh, you know who uh, I know eats frozen food all the time. It's our buddy Alex Williams in the traffic center, uh, eating a frozen uh, lean cuisine and following a red alert. Alex, all right, back to a little guy in just a couple of minutes talking with Johnny Kilboss about uh, hey. accidental inventions of food. This one annoys me. Uh, the popsicle. Frank Epperson left a cup of soda with a stirring stick in it on the porch overnight, and he went outside the next morning and it froze it. That doesn't annoy me. Frank Epperson, those should be called Epperson's, not now, Popsicles. He was going to call them that, but then people didn't like the name. Oh, really? And since uh, probably up north they call it Pop, not Soda, yeah. they switched it to Popsicle. Uh, Epper- Epperson should live in infamy. Those should, you know, su- are you sucking on an Epperson? That's what we should be saying <laughs> yeah. right now. That really Epsicle. rolls off. What's stopping us? Eps- it was an Epsicle? <laughs> oh, man. All right, soda floats. Robert Green, owner of a soda shop in Philadelphia, would use carbonated water, syrup, and cream to make his drinks. However, one day he ran out of cream and used ice cream instead. Slurpees! Shop owner Omar Negnik, I love these names, whose soda fountain kept breaking down. In order to keep his sodas chilled, he put them in the freezer, so when he served them, they were frozen and slushy. Uh, Ice cream cones uh, were accidentally invented at the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904 when Syrian concessionaire Ernest Hamwi decided to roll up some Zalabia, which are crisp waffle-like pastries, to help out a neighboring ice cream vendor who ran out of bowls. That's amazing. That's great. Great, One of the that greatest is. inventions. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. Again, those should be, ice cream cones should be called the Hamwis, right? A Hamwi <laughs> cone. Uh, chocolate chip cookies were an accidental invention, Johnny K. Restaurant wow. owner Mrs. Wakefield is said to have been baking cookies and discovered she ran out of an ingredient, so she substituted it in Nestle semi-sweet chocolate. I find that one hard to believe. Yeah. Mark, one of your favorite dishes was invented by mistake. What's that? Or accident. The pizza cup. Yeah, the Johnny um, Kilbasa pizza cup. How did you invent that? Yeah, well, Mama Kilbasa was it got a tube of the flaky biscuits one day, and we couldn't find a tray for it. The only tray she could find was a cupcake tray, so she started putting the biscuits in the cupcake tray and then said, you know what? These would be even better if we stuffed something in there. So bada-bing, bada-boom, pizza cups were born, bro. Legendary Johnny Kilbasa pizza cups. Um, <laughs> nachos are an accidental invention. Maitre d' named Ignacio Anaya. At the Victory Club in uh, Negra, Mexico in 1943, 10 hungry U.S. military wives crossed the border from the Fort Duncan Army base and unable to locate the chef, Anyaya improvised by covering a plate of tortilla chips with grated cheese. How did no one think of that before, Deborah? Oh, give the white lady some cheese and chips. They'll, be fine. <laughs> they'll, yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll leave you alone. Uh, brandy, the sweet liquor, was invented as a cheap and practical way for 16th century tradesmen to transport wine. Uh, pink lemonade, actually invented by dropping red-colored cinnamon candies in a traditional vat of the stuff. Uh, toasted ravioli, Johnny. Are you a fan of the toasted ravioli? That uh, depends who makes it. 1940s, a chef tipsy on red wine accidentally dropped ravioli into a fryer. Angelo's version of events is a waiter instructed an untrained cook to drop some raviolis, and they mistakenly thought he meant into boiling oil. I like frozen I like all raviolis. And finally, Deborah. 
chimichangas. Uh, Monica Flynn at her Tucson restaurant when she accidentally dropped a burrito into a frying pan. And when the hot oil splashed up, she was about to swear. But stopping herself because her nieces or nephews are around, she yelled, Chimichanga. I don't know if I buy that story. Chimichanga. That, is that, what does that mean? Anything? Or just? If you take a pieces of the word, it could be something bad. Could be something yeah. bad. All right. That's all. So there you go. Invented foods. Accidentally invented foods uh, for you and you alone, Johnny Kilbasa. <laughs> Johnny, we appreciate you as always. And? If the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Kilbasa on Twitter. Johnny Kilbasa rocks on Instagram. And listen to 400 episodes of the Sausage Hut podcast on any pod app or johnnykilbasa.com. <laughs> And don't forget to get that uh, Mars Donut tomorrow at Krispy Kreme. Johnny. Uh, One day only. Uh, all things Kilbasa on JohnnyKilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bruh. Anytime, bruh. All right, we'll be right back. Final segment of The Mark Aram Show. Final segment of the Wednesday show. Full show tomorrow. What a better way to end the program than uh, the legend himself, Russ in Gainesville. Us. Come here a minute. I want to talk to you. How you doing, Russell? Hey, Mark. You know, I talked to Rush one time. On the air or in person? I'll tell you about it if you want to hear about it. Uh, On the air or in person? On the air. All right, real quick, tell me the story. Yeah, I called him, and I was in coming at the lake, parked at the lake, and they tell you when you're on hold with him, they'll tell you when you're going on, they'll say one minute to go, 30 seconds. When they said 10 seconds, are you ready? I said, yeah, a cop put his blue lights on behind me and walked up, knocked on the window of my van. Oh, no. Yeah, and Rush says, hey, I've got Russell and Gainesville. What do you got? And this cop says, I rolled the window down like an inch. And I said, what do you want? And he said, who, me? I said, no, not you. <laughs> he said, uh, give me your license. I said, hold on a minute. Rush said, who, me? I said, no, not you. He said, are you busy with something? I said, well, I'm being harassed by a cop right now. And Rush, he, 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 he started laughing and he said, I've got to hear this. Go ahead. And he waited. At what? So him and 25 million people heard this cop asking me for my license and insurance and stuff. But it was, it was really funny. Did you wind up in jail so cool with a ticket? It, you know? Did you did you wind up in trouble or are you good? No, I hated him and stuff. And Rush was laughing about it. And yeah. So. All right. Well, Russ, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., I'm going to be hosting a special uh, Remembering Rush Limbaugh roundtable, 9 to 10, right after Atlanta's Morning News. It'll be me, Eric Erickson, Eric Von Hessler, Scott Slade, Neil Bortz, Shelly Winter, and some other surprise guests. So make sure you tune in tomorrow from 9 till 10 a.m., right after Atlanta's Morning News. Let's do Star of the Show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Well, I, I thought it would just be a Rush-only star of the show uh, because of what he's done uh, and meant for the industry, but Rachel Perry gets one, too. She was really good on Millennial Match Game. She, What did she pull out of her tush that I didn't expect? Knight Rider? Knight yes, Rider. Knight Rider. Yeah. And Fantasy Island. So, oh, yeah. Fantasy yeah, Island. Yeah, that was really was good. Shot. So, uh, Rush and Rachel. Rachel and Russ. Rush. I keep messing that up. They're the stars of the show. So, again, I'm on from 9 to 10 tomorrow, and then normal time, 6 to 8 p.m., we will do Would You Rather with little Sanjay and uh, some other fun stuff that Deborah Green will dig up. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. 
Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.